Welcome to The Week Ahead in Russia, RFERL's Monday podcast about significant developments and upcoming events in Moscow and beyond. I'm Steve Gutterman, and my guest this week is Irina Lagunina, Director of Special Projects at RFERL's Russian Service. Thanks for joining me today, Irina. Oh, thank you for inviting, Steve. All right. Always good to have you on the show. Um, well, this week uh, brings a very gloomy anniversary. Uh, Thursday, October 7th, will be 15 years since Anna Politkovskaya was fatally shot in her apartment building in Moscow. Uh, and separately, um, something that will be talked about this week and beyond, um, reports um, of a massive, reports from a massive leak of financial documents uh, called the Pandora Papers uh, have exposed the hidden wealth and luxurious properties of several people very close to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Uh, let's talk about the Pandora Papers first, uh, the report by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. Now, there's plenty of information there about people close to other uh, leaders from the region, including the presidents of Ukraine and Azerbaijan and um Nazarbayev in Kazakhstan. But uh, this podcast is about Russia, so we'll focus on that. Um, there's uh, material um, about several people close to Putin. It's quite a diverse group, uh, from Sergei Chemazov to um, Konstantin Ernst uh, and, and a few others. Irina, could you give us a rundown of those findings or, or talk about what you see as the most interesting aspect? Well, Steve, first of all, uh, it's uh, absolutely reasonable to talk about Russia uh, in relation to the Pandora Papers, because uh, uh, among all the uh, personalities there, people, physical people, mm -hmm. uh, most of all are Russians. Uh, Russia is on the first place in these fightings. Uh, 52 personalities mm -hmm. are uh, mentioned in those papers. Uh, on the second place, for example, is Brazil with 15 uh, people and Britain with 13 people. Uh, so Russia is, uh, or uh, Russian financial business and Putin's elite is on the first place mm -hmm. in those fightings. Uh, the second um, point that I would want to uh, make is that the uh, majority of those people uh, are very close to uh, Mr. Putin himself. Some of them, their only merit in life, their only achievement in life is that they are Putin's friends. Uh, so that makes it uh, different from, um, you know, other findings in this paper is where uh, the like stars of showbiz or um, successful businessmen would want to use offshore uh, to avoid taxation. No, this is Russian political elite that is present there. And uh, when I say that uh, some people uh, achieved only one thing uh, is being close to Putin, for example, in those papers we found uh, uh, Svetlana Krivanogich. Uh, this is uh, the uh, lady that uh, some previous investigations showed that she was very close, intimate friend of uh, Mr. Putin. And uh, there were also allegations that her daughter, Lisa, uh, is uh, just phenomenally uh, resembling Putin. It's just one face, uh, practically. So it turns out that uh, this lady 
uh, is a beneficiary of the company which is called Brockville Development, uh, which is registered in um, British Virgin Islands. And uh, this company has a, a luxury apartment in Monaco uh, with the view of the Laguna, with the uh, yachts, uh, uh, with parking uh, garage, with the view of the uh, Casino Monte Carlo. And this apartment costs uh, uh, 3.6 million euro. Uh, if you look further into uh, this company, then it turns out that the company Brockville, mm -hmm. uh, that Svetlana uh, Krivanogich uh, is a beneficiary of, is owned by the Panama offshore company Arad Nor Investments uh, that uh, mm, participated in uh, uh, the trading with uh, oil trader, SMG trading, that belongs to uh, a very close friend of uh, Mr. Putin, uh, Gennady Kimchenko. Uh, so this, is, um, <clears throat> this shows the interconnection between uh, the uh, people who surround Putin. Uh, also, for example, there are uh, two people whom, uh, who are practically unknown. Uh, uh, their names are Nikolai Yegorov and Viktor Khmarin. Mm -hmm. uh, those two are Putin's friends from the uh, years of uh, studying in the university. Uh, also, it turned out that the son of Putin's cousin uh, also has an offshore in, um, which is called the uh, uh, Infinite Capital uh, Corporation, uh, which was registered on Seychelles Islands. So uh, this is unbelievable uh, wealth that was accumulated not through successful business or um, you know uh, some personal uh, gifts and talents. This is uh, fantastic uh, millions and millions of dollars that were. Uh, taken from the country to offshore companies uh, just because of political connections. Uh, this shows the scale of uh, corruption in the country. And uh, one more example, if I may, is the head of the uh, Russian TV channel One, Konstantin uh, Ernst. Uh, so it turns out that he has an offshore uh, and the company is actually involved in the demolishing uh, old Soviet uh, uh, cinemas uh, and building uh, malls on the place of, uh, of this uh, Soviet monsters. Uh, some of them, by the way, are pretty interesting from the point of view of architecture and, uh, uh, you know, serve as an example of uh, the kind of socialist modernism. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, they are ugly, but uh, but interesting. Right. Uh, and some of them were uh, people, local people living in the areas, were actually trying to preserve um, as a symbol of uh, uh, the uh, gigantic uh, construction of the Soviet times. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, so basically, it's okay if a person is uh, involved in such a business. 
uh, okay through offshore, okay trying to avoid taxes. Uh, we all understand this. But the problem there is that uh, the some of those uh, cinema centers were sold to this company uh, at the price which is much less than the market price right now. So uh, that shows that through political connections, uh, most probably within uh, Moscow mayor's office, Ernst was able not only to avoid taxation uh, placing his company uh, in offshore, but also using corruption to uh, make extra profit on uh, the market value of the cinema centers. Uh, so that's the scale of uh, of the uh, operations there. And I have to say that uh, this is just the first tranche of the uh, documents that we see. Uh, the rest will follow. There will be more revelations. Uh, and um, I think it's just fantastic and uh, breathtaking to see uh, what's going to be published in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and interesting, you mentioned kind of a mix of people, you know, like Ernst, uh, who I should I should say has denied any any wrongdoing, but people like Ernst and um, the head of Ross Tech uh, conglomerate, Sergei Chemizov, who are you know obviously have uh, you know positions, they have jobs. Um, they're well known, and people you mentioned whose names I've never heard, uh, many people have never heard, uh, but who are linked to Putin apparently purely through, um, you know, through being relatives or acquaintances uh, from the past. In some cases, in Chemizov's case, that I guess both apply since they uh, have been friends or they were, were together in Dresden. Um, another thing I would just mention um, is, I guess, the I guess the irony, uh, and I think the authors of the report pointed this out, of you know the uh, Russia and Putin um, saying they can essentially get along with the West, um, uh, focusing or stressing self uh, self reliance, you know, but but at the same time, you know, they're using these these offshores um, to to hide money and uh, possessions. So, yeah, as you say. Um, uh, more apparently coming out. So we and and interesting. I hadn't known about the the kind of sheer volume of of Russian connections in this report. So I'm um, glad you pointed that out. Um, I guess let's um, uh, move on to the other topic. Um, I was in Moscow on October seventh, two thousand six, and I remember well hearing the news that Politkovskaya, uh, Anna Politkovskaya, tireless investigative reporter, really groundbreaking. Uh, an enemy of corruption uh, and abuse of power had been killed. It was it was a terrible shock. Um, prominent Russians had been killed before, of course, and others have been killed since in, in you know what appear to be political killings. Uh, Alexander Litvinenko uh, was fatally poisoned in London a few weeks after Politkovskaya's uh, killing. And opposition politician Boris Nemtsov, of course, shot dead in 2015, also in central Moscow. You know, and unfortunately, that's very far from a complete list. Now, one thing that links Politkovskaya's killing and Nemtsov's uh, and some others is that while suspects have been tried and convicted, um, many people believe that those who were really behind the crimes have not been prosecuted. 
Um, Irina, what, what do you think? Do you think um, Polakovsky's killing will ever be fully solved or fully resolved with, with justice done? I don't think so. I, uh, I really think that uh, uh, until the present regime is in power, uh, there will be no thorough investigation. Uh, and uh, as we uh probably see from the previous topic that we uh, discussed uh, with uh, the uh, friends uh, becoming extremely rich just because they are friends uh, of uh, the leader of the country. This uh, regime is RV uh, for life. Uh, it's not only Anna Politkovskaya, it's not only Boris Nemtsov, uh, as you mentioned, uh, it's Paul Klebnikov, who was killed earlier in 2004. It's absolutely the same case as Politkovska. It has never been uh, been, uh, resolved, never been properly investigated to the extent that uh, uh, at some point uh, when the case uh, uh, got uh, stalled, uh, President George Bush uh, called Putin and demanded uh, to investigate this uh, uh, killing. Uh, in case of Anna Politkovska, uh, there is, uh, uh, of course, uh, some pressure from uh, the uh, U.S. and European Union to uh, not to forget this case, at least. Uh, but uh, there is no such direct pressure on Mr. Putin. Uh, nobody, no, none of the presidents would call him and say, hey, listen, uh, you just have to investigate uh, the killing of our national. Uh, I think that, uh, frankly, the killing of Boris Nemtsov uh, near Kremlin, uh, in the vicinity of Kremlin, with a view on Kremlin Red Wall, shows that... Uh, uh, this type of killings will not be resolved in Russia, never, will not be investigated, because uh, Anna Politkovskaya was killed at uh, the door of her apartment. Uh, Boris Nemtsov was killed on the bridge uh, in the center of Moscow, and that was straight in the face. Uh, that was the statement that uh, this is the fate of those who investigate corruption and who uh, tries to uh, oppose the uh, the present regime, uh, whether it's personally Putin or uh, people whom Putin trusted certain areas of Russia, like uh, Kaderov and Chechnya. Uh, so what is good is that it's not forgotten within the society. Um, there is a memorial on the bridge at the place where Boris Nemtsov was uh, Killed, and in spite of the fact that uh, there are some nationalists, uh, pro-Kremlin uh, groups, attacks on the memorial, uh, people still bring flowers there, and uh, there is a uh, initiative group that uh, actually keeps the memorial alive. It's the same with Anna Politkovskaya because every uh, year at uh, her birthday and at the day of her death, there are flowers. Uh, near her apartment house. There is a a memorial on the house itself. But, you know, Steve, the fact that people uh, still remember it, the fact that people bring flowers, um, this really shows that it's not going to be forgotten. 
And maybe, maybe in years after changes in Russia, those cases will be properly investigated, uh, will be resolved, and those who ordered those killings um, will be prosecuted, maybe post-mortally. All right. Well, uh, in in short, I guess I mean that's a uh, uh, you know not not resolved at least for now, um, and but not forgotten uh, certainly uh, in the case of Anna Politkovska. Okay, uh, we're running out of time. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, Rena, thanks very much for joining me. Oh, thank you for inviting Steve. All right. Great to have you on the podcast again. I'll be back again next Monday. And please keep an eye out on Friday for my Week in Russia newsletter. Thanks for listening.